Today, we're powered by the Athlete's Foot. Get fitted for your position and own the netball court this season with the fitting experts. Hello, Netfitters, Sarah Wall here and welcome to our 28-day Masterclass Challenge. Thank you to the Athlete's Foot and I'm really lucky to have someone I admire, my best mate, in the studio with us today. She's my mum. She's a mother of three girls. She is an integration aide working at the primary school I went to growing up and ran a family business. She's my idol. Marzi, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Sears. So Kimmy and I decided we would love to interview our mums because you're the ones that have had to go through it all with us and the ones I guess we go to when the chips are down and share all the good times with. So we're so excited to share all of your insight with our Netflix community that also love you very much. Thank you, Sears, and I'm a bit happy about letting a few secrets out too. All right. Well, I haven't even briefed you on the questions, but I'm hoping you are honest. And that's one of the things Kimmy and I want to share with our communities to really let our our family into seeing exactly what it was like to play elite sport, to run a a Netflix company, to travel the world and just you guys sitting back watching it all unfold and, and probably being a huge part of it too. So Mars, I thought we would start off with talking about a few of the things you really instilled in me in a young girl that I think I just have up my sleeve every day. And you always used to say to us three girls, never be jealous. And I don't know if you remember saying this, but it just made me realize that we were never, you know, jealous of others that achieve things. You'd always encourage us to get around someone that achieved and enjoy it with them. And I think to this day, that's why I just naturally do it. And I think, um, I just thought that was a normal thing girls did. And what I see in our Netflix community, we are we are all like-minded like that. So that came really from you in the early days. You also used to say to me, Sarah, never say anything mean or never leave anyone with something that's hurtful because they put their head on a pillow of a night and think about their day. And that's just stuck with me. And I remember the day you said it and I reckon I was at primary school. And then the last thing, and probably to this day, you always drive is the professionalism. And even though Netflix, we are, color outside the lines a lot and we do quite left field stuff you really have drilled into me from a young age professionalism and I think that came from elite to doing my school teaching to all the different things so those are the kind of things that stick with me when I start to go off track a little bit or I start to go a bit wayward but I don't know what do you think of those things when I say it well thanks for that Sears because I didn't realize I had such an impact but Yeah, having said that, I suppose it was the rules I lived by with my parents. They were older and every day to me is a special day and I think it's beautiful when you could go to school and come home and say, Mum, I had a great day. So things would have gone well. Yeah, and children do go home at night and and you do reflect on your day and I think this day and age, if you've got the empathy to care about others and to be aware you know what, we don't go on, know what goes on in other people's lives and I suppose says enjoy every minute, love, I suppose. Yeah. Well, it was. it's just stuck with me and I know I'm not alone with um, so many in our community out there that parents are probably passing on that same stuff. But I think they're pretty key things if you can just stick to every day. And NetFit for us is more than just a game of netball, but that's how a lot of the community know me from playing elite sport. And I thought we'd touch on a little bit of that now and then keep exploring a few other secrets as we go but mum you've been beside me every step of the way through all the different teams I've played for um how did you help me do it what was the main thing that you sort of when you look back 
The disappointment, the good times, what were your main supportive strategies? Well, for me, Sazy, you had the mindset. I didn't have to prepare you for anything. We'd leave Peterborough and there'd be a selection. Well, you were prepared. You knew what you had to eat, more so than I did. But I prepared you for maybe what, what would happen if you didn't get selected. And I suppose what comes to mind here was when you did that knee first and then you went back for that selection, there's always two days in it and I didn't pack you any clothes because I thought, you know what, you mightn't get in. So I'm, I thought you might, but I thought if you didn't, I thought I'm not going to pack the clothes because you would have thought, oh, mum's packed the clothes. Yeah. So guess what? You got in. I had to go back to Camperdown and get some clothes because it was for the next day, which was exciting. Um, I think when you have disappointment, just be disappointed. And when you have the success, be humble with it. But for me, helping you, you were a pretty easy student, Sarah, in this sense that I provided the tra- transport, I put provided you'd give me a ring every now and again and you'd be a bit down but I would probably remind you of we had another life other than netball actually we had holidays to go to we had come home by the fire or I couldn't wait till you get home on a Sunday night to cook the roast and I probably didn't think I was that good at mumming then (laughs) I think that's an absolute rubbish comment that mum when I look at it now and I, I guess how you just summarize it is you did you just reminded me that netball wasn't the be all and end all and yeah. um my value doesn't um sit on whether I can play netball well but it actually meant that for me and it didn't take until I got dropped I guess that year and I probably hit the dust you know hard and came home and stayed with you for a bit but it was because I had so much pressure on myself I put so much expectation I failed I got delisted and I thought it was it and how did you handle that time then because that was a time I've shared with our community how I ended up running myself into the ground so much after I got um, cut from the team I then tried to push NetFit and grow that and tried to teach and make money and you were probably sitting at home thinking, oh my gosh, what are you doing? And I fell in a hole, got Bell's palsy and then I ended up staying with you for about six months, Mum. Yes, I know and I loved it, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> but anyone listening out there that knows Sarah, I watched this but I knew she was on a mission. I knew that she sitting in that chair, you can only feel sorry for yourself for a short period of time. She was working in her little brain all the time how she was going to get around this. And it's funny, if you want something enough, you know what, it happens. And yes, always appreciate your mums and dads because that's where you go home and that's where you get your two feet back on the ground, I suppose. And then look what happened. Phone call quite late at night. Sarah's not feeling that well in the chair. Then the next morning she tells me she's heading to Sydney. Oh, my God, I thought. <laughs> Enough said. And that's thanks to Kim Green and Rob Wright that called me up to the Swifts. But I still talk about that phone call. Do you remember it, Mum? We are in the lounge room and I thought, Rob Wright's calling me for a Netflix class. <laughs> yes, that's right. And I said, look, Sarah, no, just put him off for a couple of weeks. No, at, at that stage I got my strength and everything back and I was good to go. But, yeah, I guess you... Sharing this lesson is, you know, I did think I was nowhere. I didn't think anyone would look at me again. But um, I think maybe the people the closest to me probably knew there was still a chance. Mm. But I can't thank you enough for those times, Mum, because I did. I 
took a nice little rest on that couch for some time and rebuilt and, and got back going. So I don't know where I'd be without you. Um, mistakes, as I've talked about, I, I'm, we all make in just different ways. And I get in the car after a bad game and on, on this topic, the pressure we all put on ourselves, and even I see it day in, day out with our Netflix community, what is the best thing you can do as a parent or best bit of advice you can give to those parents out there with kids that get in the car that maybe one aren't trying, maybe two, you know, try too much and they're intense. Like what is the best thing a parent can do that from your opinion and from your experience? Because I always felt pretty good getting in the car with you after a game. Yes, well, it's a great game and everyone looks excited, everyone's excited to get there. And then things don't go to plan sometimes, you don't get on. Or you get on and your mate doesn't get on. So that their pressure's there's pressure. So I would never say to Sarah, um, oh, Sarah, you didn't get on. I would never say that to you, would I? No. Um, because what you do there is, no, you didn't get on, but it wasn't your problem you didn't get on. The coach doesn't put you on. So I would never say that. I probably said to you, oh, Sarah, did you see how so-and-so played it when you tacked? Oh, hell, they did a good job. You know, virtually be ready next time if you get that chance, get on and try and do the same because that's obviously what the what the coach loves. Um, getting back to coaches there, Sarah, I think as a coach, I always felt as a coach, you had a responsibility. It's not what you say to the players. It's not what you do for them, but it's how you make them feel. And there's times when you can't make a change and there's times when, you know what, the player that's sitting there probably is better than the one that's on, but they're gelling at the minute. I think parents and coaches, in the way they present and the way they respond to their players and their and their children. I think that's they have a lot to answer for. Yeah. So, I think we talk about it all the time. People are a bit worried. You know, sometimes they think by putting, you know, motivating them and talking them through the game after yeah. is helpful. So, what is your advice? I get in the car. You say to me, "Oh, good, bad, great win," says. Yeah. <laughs> Always talk about the team, and I think that was one thing that we did do, and. When I look at why you can bounce back from those losses, and you mentioned it before, Mum, you always made me feel there was something exciting to go to after netball. Mm. I know netball for us as a family created a lot of fun because we got to travel um, lots of nationals, and I know you made often a bit of a girls' trip with Janny and Dawn and everyone that would come to all these trips. But a particular um, one I remember, we played up in Queensland against the Firebirds, and I think it was early in the piece and I was only getting a quarter here and there. And I remember there was everyone came up and it was in that older stadium. I don't know if you remember it. It's up. You were, you guys were up on a tall and looking down at the court. Anyway, and I remember I looked up at the end of the game. I didn't get on and there was all of you guys up there. I reckon there was 10 people that traveled from Victoria and I was nearly ready to cry. Like I was quivering and you looked at me. Don't. Like even think about crying like that was always the biggest rule with mum never let your guard down like that come home debrief in the car but you have a responsibility for that team do you remember that day well yeah I probably yeah I do remember that a little bit but that I never thought about that I didn't think I Sarah didn't get on deep back in me heart a little bit I, I was worried about how you were feeling for us but we were fine yeah you were all of you were cheering and we, happy. we, we, we won we, by the way <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and we won. That's right. And but to be a part of a team like that, you know what? 
you, you never lose sight of how great it is. I know. And this is the message that I'm so glad if anyone is tuning in, um, players and mums and dads, I was so glad you did that because that was a really hard three years of really training, 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 not playing. But then it turned into me getting court time and full court time. And and if you don't do the hard yards, the good things don't happen. But that needs to be reminded to everyone out there. Oh, absolutely. And I must admit, you know, you were getting the full court time. And I can recall at, at one of the states that there was a little girl there not getting it. And I used and I thought, look at her sitting there. You know, it's hard. And you're on and she's not. And it almost makes you feel like, here, do you want to turn, isn't it? Well, the really cool thing now with this rolling subs has made the game change a little bit, yeah. Mum. So in Super Netball, what they're introducing this year is rolling subs, which I'll see a lot more court time. And I think there's so much debate about this, court time and, you know, sitting on the bench. But when a team's jelling, they're jelling and you just got to stick with it. Um, that sadly is implemented at such a young age and it's hard to you know see a kid sitting on the bench for a full game for me I still just sort of think there's got to be some way we get them on so hopefully we can say see a bit of a transition in the game that way but um, I look at what NetFit is today and I think back to it's almost be it's NetFit is almost a story of Kim and my elite netball and the highs and lows and I'll never forget the day when I went up to the Swifts and I got pulled up and I remember Kim, I was starting and I was on every quarter with her and we were a combination. But at training, she would say, all right, Sarah, you're off. Bring the other one on. And I'll never forget it because I looked over being like, good. Yes, I wish someone – like I wish – like that's that's absolutely what should be happening. And that's why I thought for someone great like Kim Green that's playing for Australia, how does she have that awareness of how that young kid feels? And I, that's why from that first season, that first day I met Kimmy, I had this – utmost respect from her for day one yeah what a gun so marzi touching on the next probably little part we talk about um everyone's like are you always unhappy sarah are you always that sparky about netball and i sort of think yeah well now mum's here she can tell you it's true i've been obsessed with the game since i was a little girl and that comes from you we used to go off and play lightning premierships so there were tournaments in the country that we used to go and play and we were very excited when you'd organize a bus mum and we'd go down and was my schoolmates but why did you get that all organized like what was your motivation and how why did you make us feel like we were the diamonds but we were only you know grade five yeah, well, you were diamonds, all right. You were, you, that was such. You were such a beautiful group of children. But do you want to know the true story, Sarah, or will I sugarcoat it? <laughs> I don't oh, know dear. what's going to come out here. Well, anyone listening out there, Sarah wasn't didn't really like school that much. She'd rather be out with the netball or out playing, and we'd get home at night, and she'd be down on the tennis court. And I could see she had a real talent. So, as a parent, you know what you do. You roll with the talent. So. I would go in of a lunchtime and we'd practice, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And they were all in the same grade. All your mates were in the same grade. Beautiful girls. And I don't know, it just rolled on from there. And I was lucky. I was running my business from home. So I had the time. And, and time's a wonderful thing. I must, I'm grateful for that. And um, yeah, so I went from there. And as a little kid, Sarah used to say, I'm going to play for the Melbourne Vixens. And I'd think, hmm, I think she will. I actually believed it because whatever she put her mind to, she was quite quite strong about it. So, I mean, and having said that, she got a great end of year 12 score. So, 
Yeah, once again, I could have been wrong, says. <laughs> yeah. It took me a bit of hard work at school. You're right. I never loved it. I I loved primary school. I, I loved, you know, our, even St. Pat's now, our teachers there, I go back there and feel like home. But I didn't want to stay in and read. I did. You're right. I, I just, I looked at every angle to get out and I, and I, I don't know, maybe I just thought, you know what, what happened was we got this nice little pep talk at a state training one time about how the super netball coaches or back then it was Commonwealth Bank Trophy coaches look at what you do at school. So that was probably yeah. when I decided to put my head down and I never really rated myself, but I was so glad I got the score I did. But this day and age, Marzi, you can get into anything. Who would have, I didn't do a study to become a net fit. CEO, did I? No, you did not. So I don't know. Everyone out there listening, I think school's very important, but it's the work ethic I think that goes around it, and you can really get into anything if you if you kind of do different courses and find your way. But there you go. So Marzi, we'll tie this up with three little quick questions I've put for you. <laughs> don't get too scared. You've done so well so far because I know you were thinking, what is a podcast? <laughs> I wasn't quite sure, I must admit, Sis. <laughs> I said it's just like morning radio, but uh, we do it behind closed doors, I guess. Um, so what is the best two moments in netball we've had together? Oh, my best moments with you, says in netball, but heading to netball, our long road trips. I mean, that to me is, I'll never forget it. Yeah, we had, We've had the best time. We can laugh together. We can, you know talk together, and we sort out a lot of problems together, actually. Um, One of my greatest moments was to see you come on and talk about smile. The day, your first game against the Firebirds out at the State Netball Centre, Julie said that she thought she might bring you on that day, and so the first quarter went, she didn't come on, the second quarter went, last quarter, you wouldn't believe it. I think I was the happiest person in the world, (laughs) for you, for you, Sarah. (laughs) I'll never forget it. Playing with Sherelle and I played centre that day. I never really played centre at elite level. I was always wing attack, but yeah, that was pretty awesome. What are the two biggest challenges that we've had with netball together or with our little adventures? One comes to mind oh, really quickly. Oh, Perth, Perth, Perth. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Perth. Thanks, Jane Searle. Oh, dear. Well, Jan and I headed off on a road trip. Sarah had already flown over. Little car, we got it to South Australia, got the car on, we head to Perth. You wouldn't believe it. We book in to do our accommodation, we come out, car window smashed, everything gone. That was a challenge. <laughs> yeah. I said to Sarah, pack our bags. Well, we didn't have any bags to pack, actually. <laughs> Let's go home. Oh, but dear. They, they even stole my ankle braces and I had to, like, go in and... So maybe a lot of the Netflix community don't know this. I did a pre-season with the Fever before I played for the Vixens in 09. So Jane took me over there. But mum, remember when we just took off and I said, oh, yeah, we're going. And that was the the welcome. But I love Perth. And then boys and girls, she had me around picking up hard rubbish. I I said, what's hard rubbish? Okay. For anyone. (laughs) So most of the time in my travels, I've moved around everywhere. It was hard to fit a house, mum. And so what happened was we didn't have enough money and so we would go to Hard Rubbish and pretty much fit out our apartments. And every time I lived anywhere, it was usually with other elite netballers. And we all didn't have a cent to our name, but we just managed to collect some stuff along the way. So, yes, you did have to do that for me. (laughs) Um, 
All right. So closing, what is the thing you love about Netflix? You're such a big part of everything, Mum. So what's probably the thing you love the most? Well, I love watching, Sarah, this dream of yours become reality because, you know, it's a credit to you. From where you started with the bracelets and the bangles and the, <laughs> with the dream of, yeah, you've always been very creative. Um, I love that, but I love, um, I love the way everyone can get involved. I think this is so important because everyone, there's a space, there's a place in Netfit for everybody. I do love, Sarah, when the hands go up and the numbers go into them. Oh, yeah, the The palm of the hands. Yeah, (laughs) I love that and I've tried that out too because I think everyone is made feel special and that's what I love about life. For, For the time we've got, every day when we get up, relationships, and I think... That's what's really special about Netfit. Thank you, Mum. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Um, This has been my favourite podcast. I just, um, I think we could do more, Mum, and get you talking about a few other topics. But, yeah, everything, we can't thank you enough. And Claire's waving from behind the glass over there and Claire's been a part of this journey from seven years in the in the making and on behalf of everyone at Netfit we just want to thank you for everything you do for us and it wouldn't be oh, I'm getting emotional now it wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing without you mum so thank you <laughs> take care everybody <laughs> thanks guys today we're powered by the athlete's foot get fitted for your position and own the netball court this season with the fitting experts